Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Retire 360 with your host, Dwight Mejan. Dwight is a licensed fiduciary and financial advisor who always places your needs first. Dwight works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Dwight Mejan. Well, welcome. We are back. Can't believe another week has uh, already flown by. My name is Dwight Mejan. Alongside me um, is Mitchell Kaiser. I am your host, and uh, this is Retirement Radio brought to you by 360 Capital Management, and we are the Retire 360 Show. So it's good to have all of our regular listeners who tune in regularly. We appreciate that. Uh, this show is about you helping you win with your money, and uh, we are a independent, holistic fiduciary firm. I know that's a mouthful. Uh, we talk about that periodically, about the nature of each of those independent, uh, being holistic, uh, coming at retirement and investment planning from a lot of different angles, uh, not just investing your money. Uh, and we are fiduciaries as well, which uh, we have your best interest at stake, uh, not our own. We do better when our clients do better. Most importantly, we put our clients ahead of our own need, uh, don't we, Mitchell? So Mitchell, how's yep. your week going? It's good. A little rainy down here in low country, but uh, it's been a pretty good week. How about you, Sam? You've been doing all right there in Atlanta? Sam is our executive producer. Always good to have him with us. Yeah, okay. things are things are going well. Probably had the warmest weekend so far of the summer this past weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. But things are going well. The kids are out of school. The parks and golf courses are busy and full. And I saw a lot of dads out there enjoying Father's Day weekend. Awesome. I have one of my sons down in, in Texas with a heat index I saw today as we're recording this of 115. So while it's uh, it's, it's getting warmer, we're not Texas warm. So thank goodness for that. But I'm sure the heat's coming. So I had a special week uh, this week, uh, celebrated my 31st wedding anniversary with my lovely bride, Dawn. And I uh, just want to reach out and uh, tell her I love her. And uh, looking forward, uh, Lord willing, to the next 31 years that I have together with her. But uh, I know I couldn't do the things that I do if she wasn't there to support uh, me. And uh, it's been a great ride with her, and I'm looking forward to the future. So good things, good things ahead. But uh, hey, we are also, uh, if you want to look us up, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram. You'd find us there under the name of our company, 360 Capital Management. But you can also find out more about us. We have a YouTube channel. Um, you can download previous podcasts from us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from uh, under Retire360. So check us out there. You can find past episodes, but we're just glad that you're here with us today. Uh, we want to jump right in and uh, do what we do, uh, try to do best here, which is help you win with your money. And uh, for our listeners, I just want to remind everyone that uh, get in touch with us. Uh, we've had some great meetings uh, again this past week. Uh, a couple listeners of our show had come in and uh, really said it was a long overdue meeting, uh, but it was good not only to meet them, but it was great to talk with them about their financial future, some of their aspirations, concerns, some of the goals that they have in mind. 
and uh, we'll be getting together with them to lay out some ideas and uh, recommendations and just proposals for them that cover things from tax strategies, building a tax efficient portfolio to constructing that portfolio to an income plan, which was a lot of areas of concern that they had was the timing of when they could retire. And we helped clarify some of that with them in their first meeting. So they were excited about that. But if you are a listener here of the show, maybe it's your first time. I want to welcome our, our first time guests. Uh, we're broadcasting in the western part of the state uh, in that Boone, Banner Elk, Blowing Rock area. And we are uh, broadcasting this uh, today from our Southern Pines office. And uh, sometimes we're in the Boone area broadcasting this. But uh, regardless, uh, you're hearing it and we're glad that you're here today. But for our listeners, if you want to get in touch with us today, uh, we put together a lot of great reports. We've got a free report on uh, tax-free investments for a better retirement. Uh, this report will help you make some legal strategic investments uh, so that you can build tax-free wealth. We're going to talk a little bit about that on today's show. And the report is yours today. Just give us a call. You can reach out to us at 910 if you're in the western part of the state in the mountains there, reach out to us at 828-278-7814, or you can go to our website at retire360show.com, and you can reach out to us there with questions, comments, or to request this report. Just a quick uh, highlight of today's show. Uh, we're going to get into the quote of the week that Mitchell always does here in just a moment. Uh, we've got a little inflation demonstration or update today, why interest rates might be here to stay. We got some questions from our listeners. We did that uh, last week. Uh, that was very well received. So we got some more questions compiled that have come in uh, over recent weeks and maybe the last month or so. We're going to get to some of those. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we've got a 4th of July travel forecast uh, that we'll update you on. And a question uh, that we get uh, is, can I retire early? So we're going to cover a little segment on if that is you and you are looking to retire early. We're going to give you uh, basically some things to avoid uh, buying these five things. And we're going to talk about that here later in the show. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the Quote of the Week. And that is brought to us by Sam Ewing, and that is inflation is when you pay $15 for the $10 haircut you used to get for $5 when you had hair. I'll read that again because it's a little confusing. Uh, inflation is when you pay $15 for the $10 haircut you used to get for $5 back when you had hair. That's a good one. Inflation. I remember. I remember my kids telling me about the, the the $10 back, the $5. My kids used to tell me, Dad, can I have 20 bucks when they were growing up? And I'd ask them, I'd say, $10, what do you need $5 for? So I'd try and work them down <laughs> a little bit. There you go. Yeah, inflation is here and uh, it's time to be prepared, folks. And uh, we have a couple events where we're going to talk a little bit about that with inflation. And um, it we're going to talk a lot about taxes, specifically taxes in retirement. Um, if you guys haven't been able to make it out to one of our uh, educational events here, uh, we're going to be having one in downtown Boone. The location is coming to you guys shortly, but if you're interested and you'd like to come and check us out, give us a call and we'll get you on the schedule. And our office number, if you do want to come to our event and save a seat, is 828 828- Two seven eight seven eight one four. Again, our office number is eight two eight two seven eight seven eight one four. And try to give us a call uh, sooner than later. Uh, we do usually fill up and hit our max capacity there. But uh, we look forward to meeting folks. As Dwight said, it's always cool to uh, have listeners from our show come to our live events and uh, kind of have kind of hash that out and just uh, get to meet our listeners. So we look forward to meeting more of you. Well, they 
we, we just get great questions uh, from people. I know we've got a lot of people who, uh, you know, have a great educational background, um, working in a wide range of careers uh, that we have come to us with questions. And uh, yeah, like Mitchell just said, we'd love to have you out and uh, get on that early sign-up list and reserve your seat. Uh, we look forward to meeting. Yep. So we want to hop right in today. Um, we want all of our listeners to understand really a fact, and we we talk about this uh, at some of our live events, but we just want to touch on these two topics here or these two investment uh, opportunities is there's only two types of tax-free investments uh, that are out there. And um you know, how to take advantage of the only two types of tax-free investments. We're going to just talk about those here for just a moment. And the first one is to open a Roth IRA account, start a Roth IRA account and set up, you know, automatic contributions. Uh, we, we love the Roth account. For those of you that are unclear or maybe not know exactly the difference between a Roth, a traditional IRA, the traditional IRA, it's been around, you know, forever, basically where you're contributing money pre-tax, meaning you make the contribution you get to deduct that from your income at the end of the year, but there's no free lunch down the road. You wind up paying taxes on the withdrawals uh, from those accounts. And eventually there's an age where you must start taking money out of that traditional IRA. Uh, for those who have not yet started, it's either going to be age 73 or 75. Uh, but if you set up a Roth account, you will pay the taxes in the year that you make that contribution. But later in life, uh, when you pull money out of that account, you will not pay any income taxes. And one of the reasons we like that, and many of our listeners um, who are funding those types of accounts right now, many of you listening, is because there's an unknown uh, tax likely increase that's coming. So to have money building up and growing tax-free and then have the ability to pull it out tax-free is very attractive. So we we like Roth. And uh, the other way to do this, uh, if you're not going to make contributions, because some of you are saying, hey, it's too late for me. I've already completed my, you know, my working years, so I don't have any more earned income. You got to have earned income, earned income to make contributions, but you can do what's called a Roth conversion. And those are for those of you listening who probably have funded uh, the largest account, uh, had somebody in the office here yesterday, where 80% of their money that they had saved for retirement, did a great job saving, was all pre-tax. And this person's uh, interest was, how do I start moving more and more money into this tax-free bucket so that later in life when I start taking more income out, I'm not going to get clobbered by taxes. And that's where the Roth conversion comes into the picture. And that's simply a strategic move. It's very simply done. Um, you could do it yourself, but we do it uh, here in our office as financial advisors for a lot of our clients. Uh, we tend to do these kind of conversions around the fourth quarter of each year when we can kind of see what income has looked like for clients. We can kind of get an estimate of some of their capital gains um, just to make sure we're not going to bump people into a higher bracket. You have to be very careful when you do conversions, not just because of being pushed into higher bracket than you might already be in, uh, but there's other things. If you're close to retirement, it could affect your Medicare premiums. So you want to be careful about that. We always say it's best to seek guidance if you're wanting to do conversions because most people that try to do these on their own, unless they're really good with understanding how the tax return works and where the uh, the limits are for higher brackets and um, you know where your Medicare premiums could increase, uh, somebody that has the ability to do that, like a financial advisor, would be a good place to get uh, some help with that. And we would be more than happy to talk with you about that. Uh, yeah, there's there's really three types of tax buckets that we talk about. There's basically money that's taxed now, and that's after-tax money uh, with 
taxed growth. Those would be things like mutual fund accounts, stocks, CDs, savings accounts. That's your, those are your tax now bucket. Uh, there's tax deferred money. That's the second bucket. That would be your 401k, your IRAs, uh, your annuities. If you're perhaps like, say, for example, a teacher, your 403bs, um, that's before tax money. You haven't been taxed on it. You actually got to claim a deduction in the year that you contributed to that account. And it's taxed upon your withdrawal when you pull the money out. And that's the bucket you got to be careful about because most people wait to pull that money out. And that may not, in many cases, be the best strategy. Many times, people are best suited, particularly if that's a very high bucket for you, that tax-deferred bucket. You have a large 401k when you retire, or you're estimated to have that be your largest asset when you retire as far as your savings account goes. That may be the bucket where a lot of your income comes from before you trigger Social Security. So, And by doing that, you get an automatic raise in your social security of 8% every year past full retirement age. So it's really wise to seek counsel on this because there's no do-overs. When you start drawing social security and you elect that decision, it's it's a one-and-done decision and you can't go back uh, for the most part and fix that. So uh, that's the tax-deferred buckets. The third tax bucket is the tax-free retirement bucket. And that's the bucket that we're talking about here with the Roth account. Mitchell's going to give us an update here in a minute about the second one uh, instrument that you could use for tax-free money. But that is essentially money that you receive when you pull it out and it's not taxed and it's not subject to required minimum distributions. And that's a danger for a lot of people because if you want to build a tax-efficient stream of income in retirement and really have a tax-efficient portfolio, you know, we say this all the time, it's not always how much you make, it's how much at the end of the day, how much do you keep? Because you can make a decent amount of money, maybe outperform your peer, but you might be paying more in taxes. And at the end of the day, you might end up making less in the long run because of the taxes that you pay. So when you're forced into this mandatory distribution you're at the mercy at that point of two things. The RMD rules of how much you have to take, which is a, a divisor that is that goes into your all of your tax-deferred money to divide it uh, by a number based on your year-end balances in all those accounts. So you don't want to be at the mercy of the government. You don't want to be at the mercy of the tax rates. You want to be in control of how much you're taking. And that's why it's a great uh, pathway to start building, if you don't have this yet, a Roth bucket and start to build up money in that account. Because if we see tax rates, you know, go back to even what they were during the Kennedy era, this is a slide that we show if you little plug for our taxes and retirement workshop, we show a slide during that tax uh, seminar about what tax rates were in the sixties. If that was to return many of you who are currently in the 24% federal bracket, um, your tax rate in that same bracket could be double with a with an additional percentage on top of that. Uh, you could be up in the you know high forties, low fifty percent if the government raises rates to that level. So that's where when you want to start pulling income out in retirement, you don't want to just have it all come out of that tax deferred bucket. You want to have some of it come from that Roth account, and it's really important you start building that Roth account up now. So. 
enough on the Roth, uh, the Roth IRA. But if this, uh, if this piques your interest, we'll give you some, uh, our contact information. We will run a complimentary analysis and show you what Roth conversions would look like under current tax rates. And what we do with that is we show you based on your current tax bracket, how much could you convert if, if income taxes uh, stay the same? And then what would that look like under a presumed growth rate? Six, seven, eight percent. We'll run that and then we'll run it under a slightly higher tax rate and show you the differences of what your account would look like, uh, you know, both with the pre-tax money and that post-tax money uh, under given uh, years down the road, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. It's eye-opening, folks, very eye-opening. So, uh, Mitchell, you've got another instrument that uh, our listeners need to be aware of that's tax-free, and it's the only other one. And before you mention that, I know I get people sometimes saying, well, uh, municipal bonds, I don't pay taxes on. Well, that's generally true uh, for federal taxes, but it's not always true of the state income tax, depending where you live and where you uh, buy the bonds from. So we didn't include municipal bonds in here, but these are the only two true instruments that you use is the Roth. And Mitchell, share with our listeners about the other one. Yep. So a Roth is probably the most favorable way to grow your money. Um, Tax-free, probably the most preferred status to have your funds sitting in. But the other way that you can grow uh, your money tax-free is through whole life or indexed universal life insurance. Uh, Life insurance does offer a death benefit just in case you do die too soon, usually more than the money that is put into the account. But it's a great tool to build your retirement savings and to generate tax-free income during your golden years. So uh, basically, you can um, you can be dumping money in. Usually, life insurance policies have a certain limit uh, as far as how much you can contribute in a given year, but that still could be up to fifty grand. Um, I will say a pro using life insurance over a Roth is that there isn't income limits like there are with Roths. Um, now, if you're doing a Roth conversion, that's a little different. Um, I would just caution our listeners that have heard this before and that are utilizing uh, insurance to grow their money. Uh, I would say 1% of the time that we have people coming in here with whole life or index universal life insurance, I'd say 1% of the time, do they understand what they have, how much they have, and how much they're paying for it. Um, you know, it kind of goes with the um, IRAs with uh, making sure that you understand so you're not, you know, missing out on gains. Well, insurance works kind of uh, in tandem with that, that you want to make sure that you're not throwing out your money, becoming uh, insurance poor. I'm sure you guys have heard the term insurance poor, but also just understanding if you do have one of those policies, when is it running out? Is there uh, riders within those policies? How much are you paying for those riders? Um, I'll tell you, uh, personally, I have one of those, uh, types of insurances and that has riders in it. That's going to guarantee me to a certain age. It's age a hundred. Um, so I bought it that way, knowing that, you know, it'll be there for me my whole life. I've had people come in and say, Hey Mitchell, this is going to last me my whole life too. This is great. And then I look at it and there's no rider in there. They're, it's going to run out in like four years and they think that they're, they're going to leave, you know, their wife money to you know, sit back and kick their feet up and, you know, kind of relax and not worry about where tomorrow is going to come from. But, you know, I'll tell you, it's most of the time it's going to run out way sooner than what people think it is. So uh, if you have a whole bunch of life insurance policies, if you're thinking, yeah, I don't even know what I have. Is it that whole life? Is it universal life? Is it term life? 
uh, I'd say get all of those things together and make sure I, w- I would advise people the, the most prepared people that we have, they come in with uh, all of their policies. They know how much they're paying for each of them. And we kind of dissect them policy by policy to make sure that um, it makes sense that they have them and that it makes sense that they keep paying on them moving forward. Because sometimes it uh, works in the case where somebody comes into our office and um, they need insurance because they need to either offset a debt for their spouse or they need to, uh, they want to leave money for their kids to offset the taxes, that the tax burden that they're going to incur on their death. Uh, but I'd say probably an equal half of the time, people are paying too much for insurance that they don't need. You do not want to be throwing your money out on insurance, folks. We we talk about inflation. We talk about um, the cost of things going up and how it's going at a rate unlike you know anything that we've seen yet during most of our lifetime. Uh, don't be throwing your money out on insurance. If you guys are tired of worrying about that, uh, you're ready to start, you know, making sure that you're taking advantage of uh, a tax-efficient retirement, pick up the phone, give us a call. Uh, We'd be happy to talk to you guys, help you figure out what it is, uh, the plan that you have with your taxes and converting your situation into a Roth, or maybe you need to utilize life insurance. If that's the case, give us a call, 910-235-0812. Again, call us at 910-235-0812. And if you're thinking, how much are they going to charge us for that? Uh, we don't ever charge you for the initial consult uh, if you guys are listening to us from our radio station. Mitchell, we had a um, listener of the show this uh, just this past week here uh, that came in thinking we were going to be discussing uh, some of his portfolio. And the more pressing situation that we identified was exactly the area you've been talking about was the life insurance and this individual, when we were asking some questions, I uh, was questioning him around some of his expenses. Um, and I brought up life insurance. We always ask about it. We just want to know if people own it. And uh, his portfolio, uh, he, had a, he had a really good income, but his assets were a little on the light side. He didn't have his relative to income. His assets weren't very good, but he had pensions and Social Security, but uh, wasn't really heavy on the asset side. But when I asked him about his life insurance, he was paying over $600 a month and he had uh, two policies. His wife had two policies. And when I asked him what the purpose of the insurance was, he couldn't really answer it. He didn't really have an example. So he uh, proceeded to go home and he lived near our office here. He brought the life insurance policies back. And that was one of his questions. Well, how much are you going to charge me to review these and go over them with me? I said, we're not going to charge you anything. It's just part of what we do. Uh, it's complimentary. And I said, when we review this, it's going to do, you know, one of a couple things. One, it's going to reinforce that you're on the right track uh, and you should keep them. Um, The second thing it could do is, you know, we could look at this and say, hey, you've got opportunities in these policies to consolidate them, uh, possibly get cash value back. He didn't need the level of death benefit that uh, he told me that he had. I haven't had a chance to go over the policies yet. We haven't looked at those, you and I, but he may have an opportunity to consolidate and or lower the cost uh, that he's paying for the insurance. So there's a lot of factors that uh, have to be analyzed and have to be looked at. But we do this as a complimentary service for uh, people who listen to this show. So just reach out to us at the number Mitchell gave you, and we'll be more than happy to go over that. 
Mitchell, is there anything else about that that you wanted to add or uh, make sure our listeners were aware of with that? No, I would just um, add to those that are listening. I know we're a financial services firm and this is a financial show, but um, insurance is probably equally as important to your uh, retirement as is your financial uh, situation as well. People often think that it's you know just a small little component. I just pay my little insurance premium. Um, I mean, we've we've doubled people's monthly income based off of insurance. So I mean, it's it's a big deal. So if you guys, if you're not aware, make sure you uh, make yourselves aware. If it's not with us, get help somewhere else. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to shift gears here uh, and go to our next segment here of the show. We want to talk a little bit about uh, inflation. Inflation is uh, is still here. Uh, We've seen some relief from where inflation was uh, at its peak. Uh, I believe the peak was last June of 2022, uh, where we saw inflation hit uh, about 9.1% is where it was. So we're seeing some relief in that area, but uh, there is speculation. No one knows for sure that uh, interest rates could be here to stay for a while. It just depends, you know, what reports you look at, even though we've seen it come down a little bit, there's been some relief, but, uh, there was an article in the wall street journal. Um, and, uh, also one I read this week in Kiplinger's, I'm just going to refer to a couple points, uh, from both of these articles, but uh, across affluent countries and the world's banking powers, central banks are sharply lifting inflation forecasts. Uh, penciling in some further interest rate increases and warning investors that interest rates will stay high for some time. Uh, The Federal Reserve last week uh, held interest rates steady, uh, but they did signal two more increases this year, uh, which would lift the U.S. rates to a 22-year high. So price inflation and core services, excluding housing, which is a closely watched guide of underlying price measures, remains elevated and has not shown signs of easing. That's what the Fed wrote in its semi-annual monetary policy report last week. So the Fed, just to kind of recap a few things here, the the Fed's target rate for inflation is 2%. That's where they're trying to go. Um, You know, the the Fed's job right now is is pretty tough. Um, In in most recent data, uh, inflation still holding strong. Consumer prices as of April of this year were 4.9% higher than they were a year ago. Uh, this is from the Kiplinger's article that I, I read this week. The Labor Department reported in May, um, which was only a bit improved from 5% inflation rate in March. However, um, the last time consumer price index inflation was under 5% was in June of 2021. So, um, just have to still juries out on that. Uh, the current inflation remains a far cry from the Federal Reserve's target, which I just said was 2%, especially given it's coupled with a strong labor market. So we're at, uh, in April of 2023, uh, U.S. inflation was at 4.9%, which is uh, the consumer price index for all urban consumers. So that's from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So, um, you know, there's some key takeaways uh, from the Wall Street Journal article. I was going to have Mitchell just, we won't dive real deep on these, but just some uh, some takeaways from the Wall Street Journal article. Mitchell, why don't you share a few of those with our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, one thing that I saw was the underlying inflation in the U.S. and Europe remains around 5% or higher with stable wage growth. Um, I think there that kind of does depend on um, where you live. I know 
uh, inflation is pretty across the board, but I, I know it said something about the stable wage growth. I think that has a lot to do with where you are. Uh, we were in, um, I was a couple states away about a month ago, and I'll tell you, the minimum wage there is significantly higher than it was, uh, than it is here in North Carolina. What was the, what, what were they paying somebody, Dwight, to work at a bagel shop? Was it like $25 an hour? It was 20, yeah, mid-20s where we stopped. They had signs up front. That was just for not even a manager. Um, yeah, you're, and you're hearing you're hearing me correctly. Twenty five dollars an hour to work at a bagel shop, and that was um, that was in a state up in the northeast. I was like, holy cow! That uh, makes you think. <laughs> makes you wonder how much the bagels were, right? <laughs> right, right. So uh, yeah, that was one. Uh, another takeaway I had was that central banks are revising their inflation forecast upward and signaling further interest rate increases. Um, I'd have to do a little bit more research on that to give, a, a, I guess, a formal opinion, but I just find it hard to believe that uh, so many people are still continuing to spend at the rate that they were back when interest rates were at the low 2%, because I know they're saying 5%, you know, even with like the interest rates on homes, but, you know, it's like tripled. So uh, I find that hard to believe. It almost makes you think there's going to be a big pop. I'm not forecasting that. I'm not telling you it's going to happen. But uh, I find it hard to believe that we can keep up with spending if inflation's going to continue at the rate that um, it is. So uh, the last takeaway that I'd give you, Dwight, is just the impact of the previous interest rate increases seems to be uh, waning with signs of the housing market stabilization and unemployment is declining. Uh, with the normal uh, business cycle, I just find it interesting how they're kind of working in tandem with each other, but kind of indicate that the market is on the um, uprise. Um, however, I would tell you that uh, due to what you were just telling me, Dwight, about the S&P 500 and uh, how it is up year to date, and uh, maybe you can just share with us uh, what that is. But I think that uh, statement would kind of be the large scope of what is going on with the economy right now. It's it's all an illusion is what I'm kind of seeing, because there's a lot of things that are on the it appears to be on the uprise, like, oh, we're spending all this money. Some stocks seem to be doing so well. But uh, that's that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of you know companies that are going out. There's a lot of businesses that are being replaced. You know, the rise of AI, if you guys, uh, a lot of our listeners will always ask us, what's AI? What's this? Uh, what's AI going to do to the world? AI is probably going to change the world. And it's probably going to replace a ton of jobs. So what that's going to mean, I mean, that's, you know, it's all still a big question mark at this point. So, uh, but what I brought it up, do you want to share with us that article yeah. that you read about the S&P 500? Yeah, that was probably one of the... Um most startling stats I've read year to date uh, a couple weeks ago that the S and P 500 is up over 15% uh, year to date, but 85% of the growth from the S and P 500, remember that's the 500 largest companies. Um, S and P 500 is uh, by most standards to be the, the benchmark uh, indicator of where the U S uh, economy is at five companies make up, made up 85% of the growth wow. out of 15. So we've got just a little over 2% of total growth coming from the other 495 companies that make up that index. And that could be, um, what the, uh, author of the article was writing. I don't even remember who it was. said, this could be the last leg to fall. 
And what's really propping it up, Mitchell, you had mentioned it is artificial intelligence companies. AI is here. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's at lightning speed what's coming. Uh, unless the government, I'm not for government intervention. I don't want to go political here on this show, but something needs to happen because I read another article this past weekend that said as many as 300 million jobs within a relatively short period of time globally could be lost due to AI and in the breakneck speed mm-hmm. that it's going. And that, uh, you know, that's the, those are disturbing numbers when you hear that, that amount, but that's where a lot of the growth, I mean, look at the NASDAQ, which is typically a tech heavy index, uh, small cap companies doing a lot of research technology. That's, you know, that index is leading the way this year up over 30% year to date. So AI is where people are placing their bets. I'm not saying it's a wrong place to place bets. I think AI is going to radically change, you know, how business is done. But um, again, there needs to be some caps, I think, to some degree uh, to slow it down a little bit till we can study it further just to say, hey, what, right. you know, what, what is going to happen here to certain jobs? You know, so, you know, something else I thought was interesting when you were telling me about that other article that you read was um, how the S&P is reporting that it's 15 uh, percent in the north and it's indicating that we're on an economic incline. However, uh, healthcare as a whole is down 4% this year. So health, if you're invested in healthcare, it's down 4%. Um, I've been told ever since I got into the industry that, uh, healthcare was probably one of the safest bets. And, you know, when interest rates uh, rise, when, you know, the economy is going down, healthcare is always going to be at a steady incline. That was kind of the rule of thumb. I mean, that's not the case folks, which just kind of makes you raise your eyebrows at what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's, there's some confusing data out there, and that's the trick, uh, Mitchell, and our listeners, that uh, you know the Fed is really caught between a rock and a hard place right now as it attempts to lower inflation without sparking a recession. And this kind of comes into one of the other points from the Wall Street Journal article. Central banks face the challenge of deciding whether inflation is temporarily high or if it requires more drastic measures to address the issue. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve right now because, you know, they're they're having to quickly interpret a lot of lagging data. You know, one of the things that's uncertain right now, to give you an example, is uh, lending. You know, we had three big banks in the spring that, you know, had major issues and it's caused a lot a rippling effect in the banking industry where a lot of banks uh, are tightening their lending standards. Uh, just for fear that their balance sheet could get into the same issue. And many of our listeners uh, have experienced that. If you've gone for maybe a small business loan or a mortgage, you know, mortgages are on the decline here as well with higher interest rates. But uh, it's it's a precarious spot that they're in because uh, it takes a little while for some of this data to come out. And if they're making decisions, you know, too quickly, um, you know, some of the lagging data, it takes time to catch up to their decisions and other stuff is more, you know, forward indicating. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that chair making those decisions. But, uh, the, the big thing I tell uh, listeners of the show, make sure that you have a well-diversified portfolio in a well-risk, uh, um, adjusted, you know, allocation strategy that fits your risk profile. It's, it's very dangerous right now to be, you know, in more risk than what you can tolerate. And that's why if you're 
self-directing or you've got a bucket of money over here at this firm and a bucket of money over here. I'm meeting with a client up in the western part of the state here Friday. Uh, that's their situation. They have three major custodian accounts with well-known, if I said the names, you'd know who they were. And they're one of them's managed and two of them, they're self-directing, but they own a ton of the same assets in each of those portfolios. That could be a good thing when markets are performing well, but if we hit a recession, as I stress tested this portfolio, they are going to get clobbered beyond their risk comfort and they don't even see it coming. But we're going to talk about that with them on Friday. So folks be very, very, very cautious uh, of how you're invested, that asset allocation and seek some professional guidance. You know, we'll, we'll run stress tests for your portfolio, which is basically just putting your portfolio against an 2008 scenario and seeing what that would look like. Uh, if you don't know what that would look like, you need to find out because, uh, especially if you're at the tail end of your career, many of our listeners don't have time to go back and just try to fix this, you know, and go back to work. Uh, if you want to enjoy the retirement that you've envisioned and that you've dreamed about, you've got to have a well-balanced, uh, risk portfolio that's, that's right for you and, and well-diversified. So, um, last two points that came from that Wall Street Journal article on this inflation segment. We'll move on. Lawmakers in the United Kingdom are calling for an independent review of inflation forecasts after the central bank's initial underestimation. So there's been, you know, some miscalculations on this by many countries. So they're calling for an independent review of that. And the last point was economies are still recovering from the pandemic uh, and delayed reopening in China could provide a boost with stimulus measures. Not a lot of people don't realize that China is still parts of it are still, you know, on lockdown. So that uh, that's affecting some of the overall, you know, supply chain issues and some of the other things that we're dealing with. But hey, we, there's a lot we covered there. Uh, but we're going to take a, a, a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to take some uh, questions from our listeners. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back with that segment. At 360 Capital Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, Dwight Mejan is passionate about helping people protect and grow their wealth. Visit retire360show.com to schedule your free consultation today. It's a $1,500 value provided at no cost to you. Book yours now at retire360show.com. And we are back. This is Mitchell, and you guys are listening to the Retire 360 Show, brought to you by 360 Capital Management. And uh, now we're going to switch to a segment where we go over some questions that we had gotten from the folks listening to us. Now, this is going to be from all over the state of North Carolina. We get people that call in, send us mail, emails, inquiries on our website. We just picked uh, the top couple here that we kind of got repetitively. So... I'm going to start here with a Larry in Charlotte. He wants to know, or he says, I'm curious about how much money I should save before I retire. Do you have any tips or guidance? That would be greatly appreciated. How much should you save, Larry? Great question. Uh, thanks for taking the time to either type it in or, or call in with that. Um, Larry, the simple answer, as much as you can. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, Larry, 
you know, it, it depends on fact, a lot of different factors. If you're an average uh, wage earner, you know, you're not a doctor, you know, pulling in seven figures or really high six figures, you know, your, your average earner out there, we always recommend that you're going to need somewhere between 70 and 90% of your pre-retirement income. So you got to start right there. Okay. With whatever that is. So if you're making 80 grand a year, you know, and you take that 80%, you, you need to get to somewhere in that mid 60 range on average, give or take a little bit, depending on your lifestyle, you need to start with that number. But the best way to do it, to get more accurate is, you know, hopefully you're going to get to a point where we want the mortgage paid off by the time you retire. That's goal number one is pay down that mortgage, get that done. Don't carry any debt with you in retirement. So remember, first thing is it's not about just the amount of money that you save or the size of the nest egg. It's about your income. Your income is your lifestyle in retirement. So knowing that income is critical, you got to determine your retirement goals and your expectations around your lifestyle so that you have a baseline to estimate what your target income needs are. So, you know, work up a budget. We always say track your expenses for two months, uh, divide it by two, add them both up. You might have an odd expense one month uh, and, and see what you're spending. Look at what you need. And then we always say work those numbers backwards because if you're, let's just say you're a securities portfolio minded person, you don't have any, you know, fixed income. We don't recommend just going in with, you know, all securities uh, in a portfolio. But if you were, um, generally speaking, the 4% rule is what you have to, you know, look at. So let's just say to use a round number, a million dollars is what you have saved or your target savings for retirement. Take that million dollars take it by 4%, that's $40,000. Then look at your full retirement age for social security. Let's just say you got 40,000 coming from that. There's 80 grand right there. If you live on a conservative 4% estimate of your portfolio, uh, that's without any kind of pension. We know pensions are kind of a dying thing with most of our listeners. Uh, but that's one way to start looking at the numbers and then work those numbers backwards. So you might be saying, Larry, you might be going, Hey, I've only got 300,000 saved right now. And I'm going to, I want to retire in eight years and I need this much income. Well, then you got to, you know, a, a really helpful website I'd direct, direct you to, and there's other calculators out there, but website called helpfulcalculators.com called helpfulcalculators.com on there. You can go to a compound interest calculator. And what it allows you to do is plug in your current amount that you have for retirement, all your investable asset accounts, Put in how much you're currently saving for retirement. It'll, it'll let you put in an amount there you're contributing, let's say, every month to your 401k, your IRA account, and then uh, add to that the assumed interest rate that you're making on your money. And figure it conservative. Figure 6 or 7%. And then it'll ask you how many years do you want to com compound that out. And then you just hit calculate, and it'll show you exactly how much money you'll have, let's say, in eight years if that's when you're targeting retirement. So just go to that website and it'll kind of show you that. And then you can kind of just flow and work those numbers backwards to say, hey, if I live off 4%, how much could I get off of that? So it starts with understanding, you know, what your your budget is in retirement. What are you going to need to enjoy that lifestyle that you envision? And then we kind of work those numbers backwards. So, um, you know, but the other thing I just want to mention, Larry, this wasn't part of your question. Uh, I mentioned it in the last, uh, before the commercial break, make sure you're in the right risk uh, profile for your investments that you're not taking too much risk, uh, especially if you're closer to retirement, uh, but stay invested and stay the course. 
that's why it's important. Some people get, you know, freak out because they're maybe too risky. They pull money out of the market when it's going down and then they put it in when it's too late. So don't try to time the market. It's time in the market, not timing the market. So yep. good question, Larry. Appreciate you uh, asking that. Yep. Next, we have Sharon in Blowing Rock. She writes in to say, I want to explore different retirement savings options. Can you provide insights on the best ones available for the baby boomers today? Okay. So Sharon, you kind of give me a little idea what your uh, age is. Um, if you're a baby boomer, that's what you're asking. So I would tell you, number one, consider traditional IRAs. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, Roth IRAs uh, for tax advantages and flexibility. Uh, you may also want to invest. Mitchell covered this as one of the tax-free instruments uh, is consider using indexed uh, universal life insurance policy um, to be your own bank and generate some tax-free retirement income. Uh, I would tell you that you know the life insurance would would be after consideration after you've funded your employer-sponsored plan. If you're still working, uh, you want to take advantage of that employer match. That's we call it free money, but you've earned it by working for that employer. So definitely consider the Roth accounts. Um, the other thing I would tell you to explore, Sharon, uh, if you're in that baby boomer era, maybe you're a few years from retirement, um, explore uh, indexed uh, annuities as a way to secure some of that guaranteed income. I don't know if you have a pension, uh, but if you don't, you want to get a little bit more guaranteed income beyond what Social Security is going to provide. You don't want to have to just depend on money that you have invested in the stock market. And then the third thing I would tell you is maximize contributions to your workplace retirement plan. If you have a 401k or a 403b, 457, uh, especially if that employer is offering matching contributions, uh, make sure you're maxing that out. Uh, a financial advisor or professional can help you roll over these funds into an IRA that allows for possibly lower fees and better investment options. Because remember, in that 401k, Sharon, you don't have as many investment options to choose from. If you roll it to an IRA, you're going to have a whole lot, you're going to have the whole investment universe at your disposal, and you'll be able to you know, invest in some instruments that likely are not in the 401k plan, and it might be a better fit to your risk tolerance. So thanks for uh, writing in or, or typing in that question and calling in, Sharon. We appreciate it. Yep. She sent us a letter and that is encouraged. If you guys have letters, uh, we love hearing from you guys. Um, this next one is on social security. And I'm just going to tell our listeners here before I read this question that we do teach classes on social security as well. The basics of social security, the basics of Medicare. Um, if you guys have questions specifically centered around social security, or if you're just completely lost, which it sounds like uh, this next person might be kind of in that camp. Uh, give us a call. We'd be happy just to tell you when our next social security class is. And uh, we provide a lot of really great information that's helped a lot of people just with their uh, their planning. Again, our number, if you want to call us, uh, is 910-235-0812. And if you call us on the western part of the state, uh, you could reach us at that number as well. Uh, we do receive calls and we could give you that information. 910-235-0812. I'll jump back into the question here. Now, this is from Steve here in our local Pinehurst. And he says, I'm a bit confused about Social Security. Can you explain how it works and when I start receiving my benefits? Yeah, great question, uh, Steve. We do get lots of questions about Social Security. 
Uh, I think people in general uh, just realize that, you know, Social Security is going to, you're going to have a larger check if you delay. But many people, for whatever reason, want to retire early or um, they're just not sure the timing of when to take that benefit. So understand your Social Security benefit eligibility and how your benefits are calculated based on your earnings history. The first thing, Steve, I want you to do if you haven't done it is create an account on ssa.gov. Again, it's samsamapple.gov, ssa.gov, um, to view your top earning history and your potential benefits. So you want to log in there. Um, the earliest age that you can start receiving benefits for retirement is 62, age 62. But waiting to your full retirement age, typically most of you listening here are somewhere between 66 and 67, can result in higher monthly benefits. Okay. Delaying benefits until age 70 uh, can further increase your monthly payout. Uh, goes up 8% a year from full retirement age. So consider your financial situation and goals before making a decision. And I would tell you, as Mitchell's uh, just mentioned, you know, schedule a complimentary uh, consultation with us. It costs you nothing. We can do a Zoom call uh, depending on where you're at. Uh, or you can come to one of our offices. Uh, we'd love to, to go over that with you. We'll give you a free Social Security maximization report today, free of charge when you meet with us. Uh, you need to understand where that break-even point is uh, for Social Security. For example, if you elect to delay it until 70, a lot of people you know, you just need to know, hey, if I took it at my full retirement age, let's say it's 67 and delayed it three years, how long do I have to live you know, if I wait till 70 to get the same amount of money that I would if I took it early? And we'll run that for you in the report. Uh, we'll ask you some questions about the rest of your retirement savings and give you some strategies that you could use um, you know, for when to claim those benefits. So just reach out to us and we'll be glad to provide you with that report and tailor it to your situation. So uh, we provide con comprehensive consultations at no cost to our listeners. There's no obligation whatsoever. Uh, we will discover exactly how much you know, you're paying in fees in your other accounts, help you cut unnecessary costs to your IRA or 401k. Uh, we'll help you, as I just mentioned, with social security planning and your Medicare. We can handle the Medicare side of your insurance. And we'll look at your current situation and we'll see what's possible if you were to work with us. Uh, we're very transparent, uh, transparent with you about you know, our charge to, to hire us. And we'll go over all that with you when we uh, meet. So go to our website. You can go to retire360show.com. You could book online with us there. Or you can go to that phone number Mitchell gave you earlier at 910-235-0812. Or reach out to us at the Banner Elk uh, location, 828-278-7814. We're going to take another break and we'll be back and finish up uh, this week's show. At 360 Capital Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, Dwight Mejan is passionate about helping people protect and grow their wealth. Visit retire360show.com to schedule your free consultation today. It's a $1,500 value provided at no cost to you. 
Book yours now at retire360show.com. And we are back. This is Mitchell, and you guys are listening to the Retire 360 Show brought to you by 360 Capital Management. We are going to finish off our show here with the five things you should never buy if you want to retire early. And the top of that list is luxury vehicles. A luxury vehicle includes automobiles, boats, and RVs. Uh, Why is this? Uh, Some of this might be common sense, but vehicles are already a depreciating asset. Most people aren't using their car, truck, or SUV to generate income. Again, that's most people with few exceptions. A new car loses about 20 to 30% of their value after one year of ownership. Um, I saw a quote one time, uh, don't, don't quote me on who it was, but um, the average millionaire drives a car or gets a car that's three years old. So most millionaires out there today are not purchasing brand new vehicles. They're actually purchasing vehicles that are uh, about three years old. Luxury vehicles also come with a big price tag. Uh, they have more expensive ongoing costs such as insurance, insurance maintenance, repairs, uh, if you do have a boat, the dock fees, the park fees, all of that. Uh, we said it last week and we'll say it again. It's better to drive a Honda to the hills than a Lambo to the office. Uh, the The goal here and the goal that we try to help our listeners achieve is financial freedom. You don't want to be strapped down uh, by assets that you really didn't need and that probably aren't really making you happy and fulfilled anyhow. Awesome. Hey, since I got uh, two young guys here with me, our executive producer, Sam and, and Mitchell here, who just gave an update on luxury cars, um, when I ask these guys a question, I, I'm, I'm going to the helpful calculator website while Mitchell was doing his update here. Average car payment, I think, is in the $800 a month range. This is more of an encouragement to you if you're young or on the younger side of uh, starting your career. If you took that 800 bucks a month, earned 8%, you just put it into an 8% mutual fund or investment somewhere in 20 years. Mitchell, what do you think you have real quick? See how, see how good your numbers are. What do you think you got $800 a month deferring that? For how many years? Yeah. 20 years. 20 years, uh, 300,000. Sam, how about you? How much do you think you got in there? Uh, I'm going to do the prices right. I'm going to go with uh, 301,000. Great. All you, <laughs> you did it, Sam. You, you, Sam, come up on here on stage $471,000 oh. later uh, after 20 years. Which is now listen to this. If you're young, give it ten more years, thirty years. I was just thinking of the term delayed gratification. We're not trying to deny people of a luxury car. We're saying delay that gratification and get it later because in thirty years, that eight hundred dollars a month by not having that higher car payment turns into just under one point two million dollars. So folks, young people especially, don't drive, don't feel like you gotta keep up with the neighbor or your buddy that just bought the BMW because uh, that thing is going to rust out and he's going to be working or she's going to be working a lot longer, possibly in retirement. So delayed gratification uh, is the word that I would have for you. A lot of extra money uh, building up for you there without having that high car payment. Second thing here uh, is holiday homes, timeshares, unless your vocation, um, vacation, I'm sorry, home is producing enough income to offset costs. It's likely sitting empty and unused most of the year. Uh, Timeshares offer limited flexibility in terms of travel plans. Uh, You may be limited to specific weeks or seasons if you want to access the property. Um, You know, and and not to mention the other thing is you got the maintenance fees of those things, which is what 
creates a lot of problems where people want to try to get out of these things. So uh, put that on the back burner. I tell you, put it off completely. And it's not to say that you can't enjoy those. Some of you have them. It's a great fit. But for the average person, uh, they're not a good fit. Instead, consider contributing some extra money towards paying off the mortgage. Uh, that way, when it's time to retire, you can sell the family home, relocate to the beach, the lake, the mountains, where the kids and grandkids will be eager to visit. Well, Mitchell, what's the next one we got there? Yep. So next, I would say the latest and greatest technology. Uh, I think this is probably more of a habit for the younger people that are listening. Uh, when that new iPhone comes out, the iPad, the new headphones, the uh, they got the new Apple uh, the Apple headphones that go over the ears now. I mean, they're just constantly coming out with stuff. Resist that urge. Again, it's the same thing with the car. If you just wait a couple years or a couple months past uh, when things are brand new, the price is going to drop significantly. So if you can just hold off just a little bit, uh, you'll save yourself uh, a lot of money. Uh, next, I'll just say excessive daily conveniences. The biggest one is coffee. Uh, getting coffee out. I know there's a lot of people that make these habits of getting coffee um, at Starbucks, or they just swing through, you know, some kind of coffee shop on their way to work. Uh, those types of habits, right there, are probably draining um, a ton of money out of your account. They, they say the average person that goes to Starbucks uh, once a day drops about two thousand dollars a year. Um, I mean, big part of that is because a lot of those specialty drinks are five dollars or more. Um, I'll tell you from personal experience, if I went to, uh, to Starbucks or if I went and got coffee out every day, I would probably be pushing about 10 grand a year. <laughs> At least. I drink a lot of coffee. That's why I call it five bucks because you can't get out of there for less than five bucks. I don't drink coffee. I don't frequent Starbucks. No offense to those of you that do. I've never enjoyed coffee, but uh, I've always called it five bucks for that reason. Yep. So absolutely. You got any more right. for us? Yeah. The last one here is, um, high fee financial products and investments. Uh, many mutual funds come with excessive fees, uh, such as 12 B one fees, we call them, uh, and speculative investments tout potential gains, but carry really high risk. Um, there are safer structured ways to take smart risks and grow your wealth, uh, in an efficient manner. Uh, just get in touch with us to learn your options. So, um, you know, with that, I know it's, well, as time just kind of flies right by, so we'll pick up where we left off uh, next week. But Mitchell, why don't you sign us off for uh, our listeners, sign off, and but uh, give them an update uh, one more time on an upcoming event that we have. And I look forward to talking with all our listeners again next week. Yeah, so we hope to see you guys soon. Our next event that we are going to be teaching is on taxes and retirement. And we'll probably touch a little bit on inflation just because it's such a relevant topic in our show and in our world right now. Uh, but our next event that we're going to do is in Boone, and that is going to be on July 20th and on July 21st. Uh, July 20th, we are going to be at 6 p.m., and on July 21st, we are going to be at 11 a.m. The destination is still to be determined uh, where we kind of go between two different locations. We're either at App State or uh, the local library there. So I'll let you guys know about the date, but if you are interested, the uh, best way to sign up is to give us a call. Our office number is 828-278-7814. Again, if you are in uh, Boone and you want to come to our class, um, our office number is 828-278-7814. We look forward to seeing you guys there, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to Retire 360. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation with Dwight, visit retire360show.com or pick up the phone and call 910-235-0812. That's 910-235-0812. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and 360 Capital Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.